Americans for a generation. Um, I did want to touch on just education and how you were talked about it, like at home, what your parents or your dad, what his mindset was, and then just work ethic, because I think there's like a running joke, like Mexicans work hard and like, like never work, they never doubt like a Mexican's work ethic. And although that's really, like really funny, um, I do think that our culture, we are taught to work extremely hard, yeah. but not necessarily to work smart. Yeah, and and I, I guess you have a point on that because if you look at it, w what are the jobs that Mexicans do, and it's and it's a lot of backbreaking, which is mostly labor, yeah, yeah, agricultural labor. So, um, so my dad did make well, not make us, but he, he took us to work in the fields when I was like 12 years old, and my brother was 14 years old. So since the age of 12, we were out in the fields, you know, clipping the onions, and and uh, we, we did onions and watermelon that season. And so, so we, I worked in the field since I was probably like 12 up until uh, the last year that I worked in the field was when I was like 26. Oh my gosh, okay. So, and, and honestly he never really, actually, he kind of did care about education a little bit. So like if we would miss or whatever, like if we were like good school, uh -huh. which was like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like okay. he, would be, he would be upset, but he really didn't like, he didn't really have like a bad view on education. like. Or, or good view on it. Uh -huh. It was just whatever you want to do, you know. Because whenever I told him that I was going to go to college, like he wasn't like, oh well, is that going to lead to a better job? Or like he wasn't like going against me. Like he just, he was like, oh well, that's what you want to do. Because I feel like he really didn't know what what it was that we're gonna, that I was going to do. Yeah. So I feel like for him it was like, go for it, you know. Just do whatever okay. you want to do. He, he didn't really have a a, a view on school, but okay. it was just whatever you wanted to do. Because he actually he. He um, helped me go to UNN and and go to Albuquerque. That's where I went to school. But it wasn't it wasn't directly to him. It was just him being there, you know, being like supported. supported. But like everything else, I, I kind of had to do it on my own. Yeah. And I feel like that that's the barrier that, that we face, like because um he didn't know what to, how to apply like, financial aid. Um, my other cousin was actually the one that kind of helped me through the whole um, college experience, and also um, another. Another thing that helped me out in college was the college assistant migrant program, which okay. is CAMP. And I don't okay. know if you heard about it here I'm in NMSU. I've not heard about it. They have it here in NMSU and they have it in Albuquerque. Um, and they basically help out farm workers, students that just graduated high, high school. So if your parent or you has worked in the, in the, in the, farm, in the agricultural stuff, they'll help you out in school. They'll, they'll pay you, they'll help pay the first year of college. Um, they help you with, with like your dormitory, your, your rooms, or like figure out your living situation. And they also like help pay for the food. So so that kind of like was a guide for me in college. It wasn't like my, my dad, you know, because he didn't know a dang thing. So I had to rely really on that program to help me learn um, the college way, you know, like getting yeah. a bank, starting a, a, your own bank account, you know, like, yeah. and all that stuff, and, you know, renting a, a house, you know, so it was like a lot of first time for, first times for me doing a lot of things, like leaving Danny, you know, like, yeah. oh, I'm not I'm not close to my family anymore, it's going to yeah. be me, like you said, a survival instinct. Yeah. So like, I, I think that's when it kicked in for me, was like trying to do things right. Yeah. Figuring out on my own. Yeah. Wow. That is so much to unpack. I think both of us have had a different, uh, what would you say, upbringing because for me it was just expected. Like I had to go to college, like regardless, like I was expected. They did not necessarily.
necessarily put the degree out for me, but it was expected. Like I, ha I was going to go to college. Um, and that was hard because my dad did graduate college, but he did that in Mexico. Oh, and then okay. coming here, it's oh. like you're on your own, figure it out. And I was like, okay. And oh, so, so you never went to college? Yeah, yeah. And then my mom, she barely even finished high school. And so I have two different mindsets where one of them was like, do whatever you want. Like, you're done with high school, that's good enough. And my dad would be like, no, you gotta go to college. And really the big driver was like, we don't want you to work as hard as we do. And we want you to have an easier life. And we want you to go to college. We want you to get your degree. And I did. But I just don't think that they ever let me explore different things. It was like college was the only way. And college was going to get you a degree. And a degree was going to pay more money. And more money meant working less. And working less meant job security and like happiness. But I don't think it was encouraged like, well, what do you want to do? Like, are you interested in finance? Are you interested in business? Like, what would you, it's like, go to school. Like, that was the goal. And then I got done and I was like, well, I did it, but I'm not happy. And I'm not actually making any much more or less money than I was without my degree. So your issue was a little bit different than mine because your, your parents' education level was a little bit higher than, than both of my parents. My mom only graduated high school. So that's a little bit different for me. And then your parents are together? So they, yeah, they, they've been they, married for... Yeah, they've been married for, I mean, like almost 26 years. And, and that, that in itself is another difference that we have because I was only raised almost about that. Yeah. Not saying that my mom wasn't around, but we were mostly living with, with my dad. And, yeah. and I, I think it's a little bit different like with a single parent household and this with, 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 with the parent, with yeah. the parents. Okay. Um, because then, like like you said, they, they were kind of a little bit more involved in your life, but for us it was kind of like, like he was mostly working yeah. in order for us to like get by, so like we basically had to like raise our, ourselves, and, yeah. and that, that's why I feel like I, have, I had a little bit more freedom growing up, because okay. I didn't really have like, you had to do this, you had to do that, like it was like, you know, this is, this is like just showing us like different things, yeah. and then just like us deciding on whether, you know, like, like, like the field, I could have honestly just worked it for the rest of my life and people would have never like been upset about it or anything like that. It's just like, you chose to do that, so that's that's what you get to do. You know? so yeah. It wasn't really like, you have to do this, like, it, I'm paving you a, a road and you have to take that road. Yeah. It was mostly of me, you know, just experiencing. Making your choices. Yeah, making my choices and, yeah. and doing whatever yeah. I wanted to do. Yeah. So that, that's a little bit different from us, you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, it's funny because we, we have we come from the same background, but it's like totally different experiences, yeah. you know. Because we're we, we're both Mexican American, but like there's so much differences Different. in that and the way that we were growing up. As yeah. Well. So I'll open up a little bit about my own Mexican American experience and go ahead and ask questions if you'd like. But I did grow up in Mexico, and there were times where my parents I lived here and I lived over there alone with like my aunts or my grandparents. Or there were times where they would move me here and I lived here with them and then they'd move me back, like depending on like what we were doing. And then at the age of nine, we did settle down and we did live here as a family, like as a whole. And it was weird because I was like, I have my mom, my dad, and my brother in the same room at the same time and we're living together. And I remember like the awareness of the moment to be like, uh, are you guys like sending me back? Am I staying here? And then just always kind of hearing like, we did this for you, like you have to be successful. And I'm like, like okay. I, oh, so it was expected of you. Yeah, and it's like, 
like we did not sacrifice or we did not come to this country oh, so that you could like so you you live like the like the hard Mexican, oh, Mexican there's a hard there's a hard yeah that, I, I feel like that one's it I feel no, like because me mine was just like nah, like just do whatever you want and, oh, and if it works out then it does you know like like no nothing was really expected of me yeah like like, my, like as far as I'm right now like like that's like probably like, the best I've ever done like like no one was expecting me to do that you know it's just like you do it go ahead but it wasn't even like expected so it's like oh well he's doing that part cool you know yeah. like good, good for you it's not really like oh you you had to do it it you was like to, yeah, yeah it was like go ahead and just do whatever yeah. you wanted so that's that's yeah. a little bit rough on, on for your side. Uh, I, I never I, I could never imagine you no. being in a life like that. I think sometimes it's hard too because you you are coming from Mexico and you're moving to the US and you like I am American, like I was born here and so you like okay like I'm American but you don't relate to Americans and then you relate to like the Mexican Americans that are here but oh. they have like a completely different way of thinking and so you're like oh it's just hard because sometimes you don't feel like you fit in. So I have a question for you. Do, okay. Did your cousins make fun of you every time you go to Mexico and you try to speak Spanish? Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, no, they do. And puedo hablar español. Bullies. Bullies. No, es que si me si hablo español, pero hay veces que el Spanglish. You yeah. just don't use it every day, and so you do start to forget it, or it just doesn't sound the way it's supposed to, or even just slang. Like nobody goes around talking properly. But if I go to Mexico, I just can't keep up with the slang. I just can't keep up with like the way things are said or like the mannerisms, things like that. And so when I go to Mexico, a lot of my family doesn't see me as Mexican, and they're like, no, like you're American. But then I think here sometimes I still feel like I'm, I'm assimilating to American. And there's something that you're not fully American either. Huh? Yeah, because I remember yeah. explaining to my parents. I remember explaining uh, to my parents Thanksgiving and telling them like I want to do Thanksgiving, and they were like, ¿Qué es eso? Yeah, they're like, what is that? And so I remember I like came home with like books uh -huh. and resources and like little turkey, little finger turkey. So you had to introduce Thanksgiving yes, to your parents and telling them like I want to do Thanksgiving, and they're like, okay. I love my parents, I really do, because they, I do see the effort, I do see them trying, and they're like, okay, like, and I remember my mom calling my aunt, like, yeah, like, Val wants to do this American tradition. <laughs> That's, I never had that conversation with my yeah, dad, like. Like, she wants to do Thanksgiving, <laughs> so we're gonna make turkey and mashed potatoes, and I remember, like, looking up, like, what, what is on the table, like, you know, the cranberry, and the mash, <laughs> and the gravy, That's and wild. the turkey. And telling them like I want to experience this, and then we did it. Wait, like, I, how old were you when you had to do that? Like nine or ten. I was in elementary school, and then in middle you school, you had to teach your parents about Thanksgiving. Yeah, and so then, like right around like middle school, I was in like my regular era, and I was like, fuck this. Wait, but didn't your mom do Thanksgiving, and she was already born in, in the U.S.? No, my mom, my mom's from Mexico. My dad's, my dad was born in El Paso, and my dad has more of like the American oh, side. Okay. But my mom is like Mexican, Mexican. So like, dad didn't know things about Thanksgiving. No, either? he did, but he was not. Like, he didn't really do it. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. See, because yeah. as far as I can remember, we always we always did Thanksgiving with like my tío Beto and my cousin. Yeah. So because of my cousins, yeah. like it was assimilation became a little bit easier. Yeah. But I remember explaining to them like, oh, the pilgrims and they broke bread and they're like, okay. <laughs> the only reason I knew that was because of high school. Like we we yeah. usually just ate turkey. Like we didn't yeah. really like care about like yeah. what was the reason for Thanksgiving. We just did it. I I, I cared a lot. I cared a lot. <laughs> That's I, hilarious. I, or like 4th of July, like I love 4th of July, uh -huh. but they were like, whatever, like it's fine. But then, Quince de Septiembre, Septiembre, like we would go all out, and then I would tell my friends like, yeah, it was Mexico Independence Day, and they're like, okay. So, was, cool. what, what, were you and your parents really passionate about like soccer? Uh, my parents were, yeah. So like, did they, they like, ever like have like a team 
that, that, that they went for that was Mexico? Um, see, it was like Chivas and Cruz uh, Azul, like okay. they, they like the okay. the team. Okay, yeah, because um, they were passionate about those things that you mentioned, like, but they were also very passionate about soccer. They were very passionate about soccer. I remember my dad. It, like we would never miss a World Cup. Oh yeah. We'd never okay. miss a World Cup. Like, yeah. like we watch. Like I'm pretty sure we watched a lot of World Cups. I don't remember which ones they were, but he was. And then also, um, so he likes a team from They're from Monterrey. So there's two teams from Monterrey. One is called Monterrey, and then the other is called Tigres. Okay. So my dad he goes for Tigres because he actually sold chicles in, oh. in the stadium there. So so that's the reason why why he likes that team. And also, my uncle likes Monterrey because I think a lot of a lot of their cousins went to live in Monterrey, so yeah. and they have like a big rivalry. It's yeah. like they call it a, a Clásico, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if you know, but in Barcelona, there's a the Barcelona and Real Madrid Clásico. Yes. Yeah. So, Tigres and Monterrey is like kind of like another big Clásico in, in, oh. in Mexico. Okay. So they were like really passionate about it. Um, they both they both know they both know a lot of soccer, so they go they like. Uh, Real Madrid. So, okay. um, so that was a little bit about their passion. And then us growing up, my brother and I, we had to go for for Tigres. But then we kind of like, ah, we, we kind of rebelled against my dad, and we're like, ah, we're gonna go for the Tigres now. Yeah. But we always have Tigres in, in our in our hearts. You know, it's like if, if they win a championship, we you know we were like, yeah, you know, if they get to the final, we always got support Tigres like if, if they're there. So. That was a little bit on, on the soccer side and passion Something you said something about your dad selling chicles, which means gum. Yeah. Um, I don't know how old your dad was, but in Mexico, uh, there were often child labor laws were not respected. And so when I lived in Mexico, I remember seeing a lot of children work and sell gum, like yeah. candy or wash windows or whatever it may be. But I remember seeing that, and I just remember experiencing like both Mexico and the U.S. and seeing the differences. And like not seeing kids working out of the park, because that's usually where the kids were sell gum. Was like where there's other kids or moms or families. Like oh here we're selling gum, we're selling this. I think it's a little different because like you see like American kids like oh my my lemonade stand or like we're selling like fundraising or like Girl Scout cookies. But I remember children in Mexico doing it out of a place of like survival. Like this yeah. is going towards like the, the household income. And so I remember like that vivid difference and being like oh my gosh like just like the reality check of like oh man and just knowing that regardless of where I've been whether it was like in Mexico or the States like the privilege because I never worked like as a child but funny enough when I got to the States I do remember working as a child like I remember one time helping my mom's friend lift tile like I was in elementary school and I was going to a sleepover yeah. and my friend told me yeah like tomorrow we're gonna wake up early and we're gonna go to work and I was like what do you mean we're gonna go to work <laughs> like my little like bougie ass. I'm like, what do you mean we're working? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like we're gonna go do tile. And I remember like like having to lift the old tile and like it chipping and like whenever it would chip, like it would cut you sometimes, like with your arms. Yeah. Or like it would cut your fingernails and I was like, oh fuck. I was like, I'm from college. Like I can't I was like I can't. Like that was the moment I was like my parents are on to something. Like I think I do need to go to college. And then I did, and now I have my degree, and now I'm like, okay, we're gonna reroute. Yeah. And, um, we're gonna use my degree, but just not the way that's intended. And, and I think it's funny because um, the, the the one time when I was like, you know what, I, I gotta be good in college because I, I don't wanna do this for my life, <laughs> was whenever the one of the worst jobs for me in, 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 the, in the farm work was planting the watermelons. Oh. 
Um, so basically you have a tractor in front of you and then you have like a, it's like a, a device in the back that has a seat. Uh -huh. So like every time the, the tractor is moving that there's like a, a little, it's like a little squirt thing that you go, that you put the plant in uh -huh. and it plants it down in, in the soil, right? Uh -huh. So it doesn't plant it really good so there's people down below that have to put dirt in it so, uh -huh. you, can, so you can stay. Okay. But the, the tractor is going like, it's going, it's not going fast but like you had to stick, stick behind it because then you'll, you'll be left behind uh -huh. and so my very first time i was like okay you know i got this better so i got to work i could not sit down for the life of me yeah i could not use the restroom like oh, i was like yeah. like i literally had to like like just like sitting down and even getting up like i was like i could not get up the next day because it was like like just like your whole body's doing it in like hot sun just pounding on you mm -hmm. so then that was the day when i was like oh i, I better finish college because because yeah, i was like i'm not the doing this yeah because i'm not doing this for the rest of my life and there's people that do it for like 30 years working in the fields there yeah. there's people that i met out in the fields that they've been there for like 25 years working work. working so they're just always doing that forever you know so that that's what they know you know and and I'm kind of glad that I broke out of that cycle because now I kind of get to go back and help them out and show yeah. them, hey, you know, there's other ways that, that you can, you know, advance in, in, in this in this country, you know, not just working here. Not just hard work. Yeah, no, yeah. Not, not just farm work. You know, farm work is good because it's it, good. You, it's good. You help yeah. you learn to appreciate things, you know? Yeah, food, where it comes from, the people. I, I, I love it. I believe that. Yeah, and, and, and it's also another experience because you're like, like wow this this is what it took to you know all that energy to like that it takes to, to make food you know and grow and everything like you really just become a little bit more appreciative about these things and, yeah. and, and I, I I'm happy to see people still working in, in the farm work and the agriculture business but you know we need to kind of like uh, appreciate them a little bit more you know and, yeah. and, and the conditions that they that some of them still are and some of them still go through and and, and I feel like that's kind of what I get to do is kind of like do a little bit, you know, about it, not just informing them about just basic things like education stuff, you know, and there's 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 programs out there that, that can support them in, in getting education because yeah. a lot of things that we meant that a lot of the discussion I've been having is basically education, education. and that's a yeah. lot, it's important and if education teaches you to communicate, and communication is really, really yeah. important. Yeah, I think that's uh, somewhere where our generation is stepping up. It's definitely getting that education, breaking those generational traumas, whatever those may be for that family, um, and just educating, just educating, lifting each other up. And and um, another thing that, that I've learned about our culture is that um, we kind of have, we fear a lot of things. Have you, have you noticed that? Have you fear a lot of things? Yeah, like there's like, a lot of like, uh, Storytelling like a kukui, la yoron, like a lot of spooky, yeah. like scary, like that juju, like yeah, and and I feel like that that, that kind of holds us back a little bit because um a, a lot of a lot of like I see my dad and, and a lot of his struggle is like not wanting to do it because of, of the fear that he has, you know, like, like to like go and talk to the front desk lady, you know, and, and I feel like a lot of it has to do with like communication because he's like all oh, people. Do it for me, you know. Yeah. I, I look at me or There's a lot of codependency between like the yeah. child and the parent. Where like I don't know if you've ever felt like you had a parent, your parents, but I felt that, and then I was left like, well, who parents? Yeah. Me? <laughs> like no, and yeah. like really, going yeah, that, at the end that's, of the day, yeah. being alone, like. But who looks out for me? Like, yeah, you provide a roof over my head, and yeah, you like, you love me, and 
you know, you feed me, but emotionally, like, yeah. there's very little to no support. Yeah, that, that, I, I see that a lot because you, you, you got a point because we were parenting our parents, our parents but, but I, I like that. Who was parenting us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 